Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, that pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you with us tonight. And this is January 9th, 2022. So if you're listening right now, this is a live program. I'm coming live from the studios of KDIX Radio in downtown Dickinson, North Dakota. 
And that's so this is a real radio station, and we are broadcasting on a real AM frequency um, all across the world now. Of course, many people listen on the Internet to the radio, but uh, we're, we're doing both. We're on a real radio waves. We're on KDIX.net. We're on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. So those are the ways that you can hear us. And then I have been finding out people have been listening to podcasts, and they can listen to those in just about anywhere you can get podcast. So I think you put Pastor Bob Simons in or something and find me, and so you can do it that way. We've got a bunch of people texting me tonight, and you can be part of this program. I may even give you a shout-out if you text me. The text number here is 701-290-7862. You can also email me if you're out of country. Now, if you're an iPhone user, I think you can still text me even if you're out of country, but if you're not, you can email me at robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Let's see who's listening tonight. We've got a bunch of people that texted earlier. We've Let's see, what who do we have here? We've got... Um, Brother Greg Johnson listening up. He always so nice to me, gearing up for the most relevant programming featured, 8 p.m. on Sunday. So thank you. Maybe you've got um, Brother Jones listening. <coughs> he always says, tell it. Brother Jones in the Rot- uh, Rogers, Minnesota area. <coughs> Tina from Kilder is listening tonight. James and Jody are listening from their car, uh, somewhere between Minot and Harvey. We've got the Millers Faithfully listening in Beach, uh, Sister Bretts, what a sweet lady she is listening tonight in Kildare, Brother Griffith listening out in Montana, and we've got Raul listening tonight in Wapaton, and Tim is listening in North Carolina. Uh, the Willis family is listening right here in Dickinson. Uh, Sister Yvonne uh, and Marin are listening in Bowman, and they are faithful listeners. Uh, and we've got... Uh, Luke and Becky listening from home tonight. Nice to have them listening. And we've got Chase from Bismarck, North Dakota, on River Road listening tonight. So got a bunch of people that are texting me and glad that you are tuned in tonight. I'm excited about the program. You know, It doesn't take much to encourage a guitar player. And I had somebody from Pennsylvania text me uh, this afternoon and said, you ought to bring your guitar to the studio. Now, Here's the deal. I love to play and sing, but I don't know if anybody like likes my playing and singing that much. And so, uh, and so we, when I get a deal like that, it kind of makes me think. Well, maybe somebody does. Maybe maybe somebody does like it. So I brought my guitar in the studio, and I might play a song or two. In fact, I I was thinking of playing some songs about the uh, prodigal son in the in the scripture, and um, and I might do that. I've got I've got one here, kind of a part song. It's uh, by a guy named John Schlitt. I don't know if I should try that or not. It might sound goofy. Uh, let me try this one here. I'll just pick up my guitar right now. We've got Ben and Tracy listening down in in Minneapolis. Did you guys make it down there? Uh, yeah, you're listening in Minneapolis. That's what it says. We've got Chance, Laney, and Barbie are listening in Minneapolis. I, I bet Barbie's going to get a lot out of this program. Uh, the Lunas are listening from Wapaton, and we've got Lori from Southart listening. And we got other people encouraging <laughs> encouraging me to sing. Doesn't take much to encourage me because I love to play this guitar and I love to sing. We heard some good guitar playing in church today when Abe Simons picked up that guitar and played and uh, been missing his playing. They were gone for a little while. This song is. I'm going to play some songs. This, my program's not really about the prodigal son, but the we got two themes going. I, I guess tonight we'll we'll play one. 
one thing will be about the prodigal son, and another one will be about Micah 6, 6 through 8. I love this song. Years and miles I traveled far Trying to fill this empty heart Searching for love Turning every stone Only to find it down this road back home When I was young my heart ran wild Chasing dreams down the other side Broken and shattered are all I had known But they all came true down this road back home Down this road back home When the way was dark before me A flame was burning bright so I could see Down this road back home There was everything I needed How could I not seen it all along? Lies and deceptions were the paths I had roamed But the truth will end my journey Down this road back home Sunrise burns the mist away Sunset on the choice I made No evening found me Cold and all alone The road that took me out there Brought me right back home Down this road back home When the way was dark before me A flame was burning bright so I could see Down this road back home There was everything I needed How could I've not seen it all along? Well, lies and deception were the paths I had roamed. But the truth will end my journey down this road back home. Yes, the truth will end my journey down this road back home. More people are texting in tonight. I'll get to them in just a little bit. We have got uh, scripture to read, Micah 6, verses 6 through 8. This is not what I spoke about in church today, although it's so in my head I want to speak about it, but I'm not going to because it's just one of those messages that was just more pointed towards our church. And uh, if you're if you live in Dickinson, uh, you're only getting half the show if you listen to the Tell It Like It Is show, <laughs> maybe only 25%. you got to come to church. I mean, you've got to. Come visit us at 501 Elks Drive. We, I mean, we, we do all kinds of stuff there, but one of the things we do is we give people an opportunity to worship God collectively, which you're not going to get sitting at home listening to your radio. Uh, we, we come together. We take time to worship God before church. We take time for prayer. If you want to come and do that with us, every service we, we take about a half an hour. Many people meet together. We have a room kind of we designate to just meet together and pray. We pray for the service. 
We pray for each other, and um, and I would just love to have you come. Next service is Wednesday night at 7.30, Micah chapter 6, verse 6. <clears throat> Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? And verse 8 says, He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Love these verses. I love Micah 6, 6 through 8. Micah asks the most important question of all. What does God want from me? What does God expect from me? This is the most important question that can be asked. What do you want from me? That's what Saul of Tarsus in Acts chapter 9 asked the Lord. He said, who art thou, Lord? That was his first question. And secondly, he said, what do you want me to do? The Philippian jailer in Acts 16 and 30 um, he 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 brought the prisoners out and he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? This is the most important question of all. And then Micah throws a couple suggestions to God. He said, do you want me to offer animal sacrifices? He said, is that what, is that what you want? Or do you want me to, to sacrifice oil to you? I mean, is that what you, will you be pleased if I burn a bunch of calf Calf, baby cows up. Will you, will, will you be pleased if I take thousands of rams or, or ten thousands of rivers of oil? Now, David later on has taught us that God is more pleased in our praise of our mouth than he was in all the animal, animal sacrifices in the Old Testament. Psalm sixty-nine thirty said, I will praise the name of, the, of God with a song, and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord than an ox, better than an ox or a bullock that hath horns and hoofs. So, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to move, I'm not going to talk about worship and praise tonight, but uh, we know that that pleases the Lord. We, we know. Micah went on to say, um, and, and as I said, to start the program out, come and visit our church. One of the things you're going to get by going to a Pentecostal church is we take time uh, to praise the Lord and worship the Lord, and it pleases God. Uh, he dwells in the praises of his people. So we build an atmosphere when we come to church. We we make God a throne to sit on. We welcome him to the house of God by worship because the throne he wants to sit on is our praise. Now, I'd, Maybe I'm getting sidetracked because this isn't what I'm speaking about, but I, I just want you to know that that's what God wants. Now, in Micah chapter 6, 6 through 8, Micah's asking these questions. What does God want? Does he want me to sacrifice one of my sons to him? You know, should I kill one of my children so that my sins could be forgiven? And, of course, we know that God is not interested in that. But then, in Micah 6 and 8, we see the requirements that the Lord has. Because if you ask God what he wants, I believe he'll tell you. Uh, James said, if any man lack wisdom, ask God, 
He'll show you what to do. If you honestly ask God what you're supposed to do, he'll show you. Like if you're listening to me just driving around Dickinson tonight and you listen, you're listening to this show and you really don't know God and you don't really know anything about God, I want you to just pull your car over right now and I want you just to verbally, I mean tune me out for just a few seconds, verbally ask God, God, would you show me what you want me to do? Because if you're serious and you ask that question, he's all ears on that. Now, he's not wanting to show you what to do to become a millionaire. He's not trying to show you what to do so you can, you know, get the girl of your dreams to like you. That's not exactly what God is trying to show you what to do. But if you're honestly sincere about God's direction in your life, he'll show you what to do. And and here again, it's not <coughs> what what some pastor's going to tell you to do necessarily, although that's part of it. It's not exactly what your parents are going to tell you to do. It's not what Pastor Bob's going to tell you to do, what to do. It's not what a church organization's going to tell you what to do. And I'm not against any of those things. But it's what God expects of you. See, this is where the rubber meets the road. You know, the only authority Pastor Bob has, whether I'm on the radio, whether I'm in church, or wherever I'm at, is if I am taking the Word of God and using it correctly. And when I do that, I have authority to be part of telling you what God expects of you. There are three things that are mentioned in Micah chapter 6 and verse 8, and I'm not really to my topic yet uh, because my topic is very, very simple, and it won't take a long time to get tell you what my topic is, but I'm going to save it till the very last. But the three things that he Micah... The Lord uh, told Micah what to do. He said, number one, to do justly. Now notice it it says do justly. Don't just talk about justice, but do it. Do what's right according to who? According to Yahoo? You know, according to Twitter? You know, according to to some politician, according to the current press, whatever they tell us is right and wrong, according to Hollywood, should we do right, right according to them? Do right according to who? Do justly. Do right according to God. And how are you going to know what right and wrong is, or good and evil, if you don't know what the Bible says about it? Because the Bibles are very plain about it. And I want to encourage you, you know, this, there's a broad audience here. I've got a bunch of people that have texted me that know a lot about the Bible. But there are people listening that do not. And my my desire for you is to take your Bible and start in the New Testament and start reading it. Now, I'm not against the Old Testament, but the Old Testament will confuse you until you understand the New Testament. Start in the book of Matthew and start reading it. And you're going to learn what God believes is right and what's wrong. And when it comes right down to it, it doesn't matter what anybody else believes. Do what is right, no matter what the cost. Righteousness means simply doing what's right. That's what it means. Uh, This talks about being honest. It talks about being upright. It talks about the golden rule, doesn't it? Treat other people the way you want to be treated. Talks about stop fighting with each other. 
It doing justly talks about obeying God's commands. Sure it does. You know, I'm going to tell you this, that if you start out tonight and just change one thing, you'll get God to listen to you. And that one thing is that you need to start being honest. God can't help a liar. Now, God can do anything he wants. Let me just say it this way. God won't help a liar. If you start telling God the truth, he'll start listening. He really will. But that's all part of doing justly. Oh, let's see. Can I? Is it all right if I just pay, play kind of a a little part of a song here? This song is by a guy named John Schlitt, and um, I really like this song. It's a song about the prodigal son. And uh, let me just see if I if I can do this here. Um, this, you know, you shouldn't do this on the radio. Play a song that maybe you don't know that well because. It live it, you can get by with it. You know, you can make up for it and worship or something. But on the radio, well, we'll see what goes on here. If don't, you don't like this, don't tell me. All right. Huh, let's see if I can do it. He thought he'd make it. He was ready now to take control. Took his daddy's money, took his freedom, and he walked out the door. Who can say what life will bring? End up as a pawn or a mighty king. Mm, you find the things you wanted are the things that cost you your soul. Life ain't over when the money runs out. Say the word, let the spirit cry out. Take me home. I've been away so long. Take me home. I can see I was wrong to keep on living like this life I live won't cost me at all. Wish I knew then what that I know now. I, I wish I knew what I know now because it caused me to fall. There's a time when you realize must be something better than this hollow life. Sometimes the grass, it isn't greener on the other side, no. My life ain't over, I'm just turning around Heard the word and my spirit cried out Take me home Been away too long Take me home I can see I was wrong Take me home Wanna go back home Well, I'll do better on the next song. Pastor Bob, the Tell Like It Is show. I got some people that have texted me or and say, bring your guitar in the studio. So blame them. I'll give you their names and addresses later, and maybe you can take it up with them. You are listening to a live broadcast if you're listening tonight on January 9th, 2022. Who thought the world would last this long? But it's here. We're talking about Micah 6 and verses 6 through 8, and it's telling us what God wants us to do. Number one, I mentioned to do justly. Number two, to love mercy. So now this is not something we just do, but it's something we love. To take pleasure in in acts of compassion, forgiving others, kindness, kindness. 
the the love of mercy is a very different thing from any act of professed mercy. It's it's loving it. You know, the Bible says that with all with all the opportunity you have, do good to all men and especially to them of the household of faith. That's what it says. Boy, I'll tell you, if we could just live our life by that scripture. Is that Galatians six ten, I think it is. You know, with as you have opportunity, in other words, when you get a chance, do good to everybody, especially to those of the household of faith. Love mercy. You know, uh, try this in your home. Let's give each other a break. You know, we need both righteousness and mercy to please God. It's not an either-or type of thing. Some people say, oh, Pastor Bob, your church talks about righteousness, but ours talks about mercy. Well, let me just tell you that <laughs> you got to have both. <clears throat> you can't have one over the other. In fact, there's no such thing as mercy without justice. Where there's no justice, there can be no mercy. I think that's what the inspector said in the uh, famous book called Lame is a Rob. Did you ever read that book? I, I would recommend, I'm not like really into fiction. I don't have a lot of time. Sometimes if I'm driving and i got to stay awake, I'll listen to a fictional book, but I don't have a lot of time for it. But there's one book that the best fictional book ever written was Lame is a Rob by Victor Hugo. And the inspector in one of the places in the book, he said, where there is no justice, there can be no mercy. And that's true. And so we need the Bible says we need to do justly, we need to love mercy. And then number three, and I'm still not on my topic yet, but I'm getting there, to walk humbly with thy God. The more we understand about the meaning of these two words, God and man, the more daring seems the thought that they might walk together. To say that God will walk with man is to clothe God with extreme tenderness. And to say that man can walk with God is to clothe man with complete humility. You know, this isn't really about us. It's about him. There's no big shots in the kingdom of God. My brother-in-law in Williston says, you know what God, or you know what dogs do to big wheels, right? <laughs> well, there's no big shots in the kingdom of God. In fact, Jesus said, if you're going to be great in the kingdom of God, what did he say? You've got to become a servant. You know, you're the one that needs to clean up the potluck, maybe. You know, this, um, you know, these three things, you know, you know, let me just hang out a little bit about walking humbly with thy God. You know, we've got to have a teachable spirit when it comes to God. <clears throat> you know, it, it can't be. It's got to be our idea first. You know, it's it's God's idea. It, we don't have to agree with it. You know, there's part of us that will never agree with getting slapped in the right cheek and turning the other le- to the, get slapped. Boy, you get slapped in the cheek, it sends little strange messages to your brain. You know, I mean, it, it does. It'll bring tears to your eyes, not because you're hurt, but because you're getting mad. But to have a teachable spirit. Do what God says. So So you get your little feelings hurt. So no one recognizes your vast accomplishments. 
I mean, what does it matter? Who cares? Walk humbly with thy God. Just to imagine that God would walk with somebody like us. Songwriter said, who am I that a king would bleed and die for? Who am I that he would pray, not my will, thine for? The answer I may never know. Why he ever loved me so that to an old rugged cross he'd go. For who am I? I mean, which way are you saying this? Are you saying it, do you know who I am? Or is it, who am I that he would love me so much? Well, now, it brings me to my topic. Because Micah asked the most important question. What does God expect from me? What does God want from me? And then, the Lord said, do justly, love mercy, walk humbly with thy God. So what could, what am I leaving out here? Hmm. Well, I'm leaving out the little words in verse 8. He hath showed thee. He hath showed thee. This is simple, guys. This is simple, and I'm going to hit it hard. I'm going to, I'm going to ram it down your throat. I mean, you can always turn me off. But God had already showed them what to do. The Old Testament law, I mean, even through all the strange stuff in the Bible in the Old Testament, and believe me, I, I just listened to First Samuel. I had a kidney stone on Tuesday, and I was in so much pain. I, uh, I I was throwing up. I mean, I threw up all day long just out of pain. You know, it'd come and go, of course. If you ever had a kidney stone, you know what it is. But I, I put my Bible on, and I stuck my little earpiece in just to try to keep my mind off the pain. And I was getting so mad at First Samuel. I mean, the goofballs in there. I mean, Saul, even David. I mean, just doing goofy stuff and, and making me mad. And, you know, I, I, you know, but through all that... God still was showing them what he expected. And let me just say, this is the hard-hitting point tonight. The grace of God is, this is as simple as I can make it. Like right now, I am going to extend the grace of God to you. The grace of God is simply showing you what to do. That's the grace of God. The grace of God is not this big marshmallow God that you poke in the belly and he giggles. That's not who God is. It's not about this God that says, well, live any way you want to. I don't really care because I'm just full of grace. No, the grace of God is that God will show you what to do to get right with him and to stay right with him. When when Saul of Tarsus was on the Damascus road, he saw a bright light and he heard a voice and he cried out, he, he and uh He cried out, Who art thou, Lord? And Jesus spoke to him in a voice, and he said, I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. And then Saul said, And what is it that you want me to do? And he said, Arise and go into the city, go into Damascus, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. At what point was Paul, or Saul, of course his name was changed later to Paul, at what point? was he offered the grace of God. Right then, when God told him what to do. 
If you're waiting for God <coughs> to tell you what to do, you hang on in this program, and I'll just tell you what it is. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Let me just gather my thoughts here. in my heart and salvation in my soul it's a long road yes it's a long road well it might be a long road but i'll make it to the city someday now don't tell me no story about reincarnation i've never seen a holy cow look anything like my lord there's just one rebirth and there ain't no imitation Yes, you can have it today It doesn't matter who you are You just got to get your feet on the rock Your name on the roll You get Jesus in your heart and salvation in your soul Take the long road Yes, you take the long road Well, it might be a long road, brother But you make it to the city someday Salt Lake City Yeah, they got a good choir But listen, brother, that is not the place The place of my salvation Is just outside Jerusalem Yes, and there's more than just a lake There's oceans of His saving grace I'm glad I got my feet on the rock Got my name on the road I've got Jesus in my heart and salvation In my soul, it's a long road Interrupts a good harmonica. Pastor Bob, the tell like it is show, that's the late Lance Appleton. And um, I've got a lot of his old music, and I play it here. And I hope you enjoy that. That's I mean, it's when I say old, it's not 1800 stuff, but it's 1900 stuff. Uh, first, when I first got in the church, somebody gave me a Lance Appleton tape, and um, I loved music. I had been listening to all the wrong music most of my life at that point, and so then I started listening to some good stuff. Thank you for all the texting, 701-290-7862. Uh, we got Ben Yoder listening out in Pennsylvania. It's a good friend of our family. Grace listening from North Carolina. Let's see, who else didn't I mention here? I, our team that does the ladies' women prison texted to me tonight. They had 15 ladies in their prison services. We still 
have not been allowed to come go back in person to the ladies' prison or to the county jail. Um, I, I'm hoping we can go back, but right now they're doing it on um, online. They're doing the service online to the jail. But we would love to uh, get back into those county jail and the, the women's prison. For many, many years we've traveled and did those, so we're hoping to get back in when this uh, craziness ends. We've had... Um, you know, there's been we've known a lot of people that have been sick, uh, but this seems like more of a common cold to me. But maybe not. Maybe it's worse than that. But this this variant of what they're calling the Omicron seems more like a common cold to me. But I heard about one church that ninety percent of the people had a, had it, and somebody said the ninety percent should have come to church and the ten percent should have stayed home. <laughs> I thought that's kind of kind of true. Oh yeah, let me get back to my topic. We're talking about Micah six and eight. How God. His mercy and His grace is showing us what He wants us to do. Now, there are two main things in my ministry that I teach and preach. Two main things, two main topics, or two main headings, I suppose, that I I deal with a lot, even to the point maybe sometimes I'm embarrassed because it seems like I'm a broken record. But no matter what I'm speaking about, I'm going to bring it around to two main ideas. Number one, how to be saved. Number two, how to please God. Those are those pretty big topics, really. But that is the grace of God, to teach people the grace of God is the showing of what God expects. There would be no grace of God if somebody said, God, what, you, what do you want me to do? And he was silent. Because at that point, we're helpless. If we don't know what to do, like if you don't know how to please God, how can you please God? You'd be just shooting in the dark. And so he has showed us. This is my topic. He has shown us what he wants us to do. Number one, he showed us how to be saved, how to get to heaven. In John chapter 3 and verse 3, a man asked Jesus, uh, came to Jesus, and Jesus said to this man named Nicodemus, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he be? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus was talking about a water birth and a spirit birth. And if you want to know what that means, on the very birthday of the church, when people asked Peter and the rest of Jesus' disciples, what must we do? What shall we do? What does God want us to do? Just like Micah was asking. Peter basically told them the same thing Jesus had told Nicodemus. Acts 2, verse 37, Peter was preaching about Jesus, about his death, his resurrection. It was about how they had crucified the Lord and said, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Their conscience bothered them. And they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, 
for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so Peter told them to get right with God. First of all, you have to repent. That means you've got to confess your sins to God. You've got to be sorry for your sins and ask for forgiveness and turn away from them. That's what repentance means. It's all those things. When you're done with the sin business, like my pastor used to say, you can come to the place of repentance. And then after you repent, Peter said you need to be baptized. Now that means in water. That means to be dunked under the water. That's what baptism means. If you were sprinkled on the head uh, with water, that's not baptism. It never was in the Bible. No one will tell you it ever was in the Bible. People that know Bible history know that it was changed by church organizations hundreds of years after the Bible was written. And so you must be baptized, dunked under the water. And when they do it, the person baptizing you says, in the name of Jesus. That's what they say. Now people say, well, Pastor Bob, what about Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, where Jesus said, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Peter was doing exactly what Jesus said, because Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are not names, and Jesus said, baptize them in the name, not in the names. Jesus, the name Jesus means Jehovah has become my Savior. And so when Jesus told the disciples in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, they understood him to mean to baptize in the name of Jesus, and in the book of Acts, that's how they baptized. There, there is no um, discrepancy. There isn't, like, if there was something wrong there, Matthew, who wrote Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, would have said, hey, Peter, Peter, you're telling them wrong. Bab, you've got to be, uh, this may come as a surprise to you, but most churches don't baptize using the name of Jesus. They use the titles, but they don't say the name. And um, <clears throat> the church, if you're listening to me tonight in Dickinson, there's a good chance the church that you are going to does not baptize in the name of Jesus. That sounds harsh. It sounds like I know everything, but I don't claim to know everything, but I do know that. When we, One of the reasons we moved to Dickinson, North Dakota, is because there weren't any churches in Dickinson, North Dakota, that I knew of or heard of baptizing people in the name of Jesus. So you, after you repent, you're baptized in the name of Jesus. That's why babies can't be baptized, because they don't have any brains yet. They don't know how to repent. They don't even know they're sinners. You know, they just want to be fed, and they want their diaper changed. You gotta, you gotta wait till you, you can, you can understand it to be baptized. And then Peter said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, you must be born of the water, baptized in Jesus' name, and of the Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, just like they were on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2 and verses 1 through 4. <coughs> now, this has never changed. And what I'm doing tonight is I am throwing out to you the grace of God. If you've never repented, if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, if you've never received the gift of the Holy Spirit, 
I am showing you what to do, and that is the grace of God. This, I'm believing tonight that there is someone that whether you're online or whether you're listening to the radio, that this is the first time you've ever heard it, and there's a connection being made, and you're understanding this preacher, this is the grace of God. It's happening. It's right now live. Right now. The grace of God is not what people think it is, that you can just go on sleeping with every woman you want to and taking all the drugs you want to and lying to everybody you want to, and that somehow, magically, at the very end, God's going to forgive you. No, the grace of God is that there's going to be somebody that will tell you you're doing wrong and you need to turn around and you need to start doing right and you need to get baptized in Jesus' name and you need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 1, and let me just tell you, these some of these other religions um, that don't preach this and these other denominations, I bring them to these scriptures when I meet with them. You know, when the Mormons knock on my door, which I, doesn't happen anymore, I'm not sure what's going on there, but um, I bring them to these scriptures. Galatians chapter 1 and 8, the Apostle Paul said, But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Verse 9, As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. Paul said in these verses, even if I come back later preaching a different gospel to you, don't listen to me. If an angel comes to you and preaches a different gospel, don't listen to him. Now, I told you there's two things. I'm running close to being out of time. You know, there's two things that he's shown us. How to get saved and how to live for and how to please God. I really do get discouraged sometimes. Uh, You know, and I'm not saying this to make you feel sorry for me. I'm not saying it to, you know, for some kind of dramatic effect here. I'm just telling you the truth. Pastor Bob gets discouraged. I say the same things over and over, and people will not listen to what I say. And when I say to you what the Word of God, like your family problems, let me tell you what the Bible says. Number one, it says wives or husbands love your wife even as Jesus loves the church. Two, wives, reverence your husband, respect your husband, honor your husband. Three, children, honor your parents. Four, fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath. Don't be stupid. You know, don't, don't, be, don't be some goofball. Just irritate those little kids. They can't do anything about it. That's, that's stupid. Okay, right there, I fixed your family. I fixed it right there because I showed you what God said. If you're a husband, you need to love your wife, and you need to sacrifice for her, and, and it doesn't matter if she's cranky, grumpy, or whatever. That's not your business. God's telling you to love her. You wives, you need to honor your husbands. You children, you need to honor your parents. And you fathers, don't be stupid. I say the same things over and over and over again. But I talk to people, and they will not fix their marriages. You see, I get discouraged because God has shown us what he wants us to do, but we won't do it. 
The Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 1, in the King, King James it says this, part of that verse says, to write the same things to you, to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Now, I love this because what the Apostle, the Apostle Paul was saying, now let me read this out of the Message Bible, that little portion of Scripture, because the Message Bible is not a good translation, but it's it's really fun to read. This guy that trans, or paraphrased it, Eugene Peterson, took a lot of liberty. It reads pretty pretty well, and I laugh out loud sometimes when I read it. Philippians 3 and 1, Paul said, I don't mind telling you the same things over and over, better safe than sorry, so here goes. Pastor Bob doesn't mind telling you the same things over and over again. It's the grace of God. The grace of God is showing people how to be saved and how to live for God over and over and over and over again until they get it, and once they get it, just keep telling them. You know, uh, if you don't know your duty, many times it's because you choose not to know it. But he's showing you. He's showing you. What are you going to do about it? You know, this is, uh, this, this, you know, and this might be just going, some of you might not be getting what I'm saying. I mean, this is so simple, but sometimes things like this are, are missed. Let, let me just dumb it down more. Tell you, the grace of God is not you doing whatever you want and God condoning it. That's and saying that's okay. Just find your own way. You know, we'll at the end we'll kind of figure it all out. You know, we'll kind of you know, you know, kind of you know after you die we'll kind of you know take all the good and forget all the bad. And that's not the grace of God. The grace of God, like I remember one time my pastor. The Bible says that it's a shame for a man to have long hair. And my hair was getting a little long, and my pastor came up behind me one time, this long time ago, and he pulled my hair, just kind of gave it a little tug. I knew that meant get a haircut. That's the grace of God. You go, really? Oh, yeah. Sure it is. The grace of God is God showing us what to do. Now, you say, did God show you what to do? Well, my pastor was in the Word. I mean, you know, he was in the Word. The Bible said we are living epistles read by all men. In other words, we've got a written Bible, but we also live the Bible out in front of other people. We show them what God is showing us. There's two ladies in our church right now that were having a Bible study with a lady in our church, special lady in our church. Her name is Morgan. And Morgan was having a Bible study with a whole bunch of ladies, and two of the ladies in that Bible study after a, I don't know how long in, a, in this Bible study, maybe a year, those two ladies came to our church, walked in, were baptized in Jesus' name, received the gift of the Holy Ghost. They're still there. They, they were Pentecostal ladies from day one. Why? Because somebody showed them what to do. Somebody taught them. Like when they made up their mind to live for God, they knew all about, all about it. When they made up their mind to live for God, and I, these ladies, they're really precious ladies. One of them uh, is named Rachel, and one of them is named Heather. They're, they're precious ladies. But when they came to God, they looked like they'd been serving God all their life. 
Why? Because somebody extended the grace of God to them. Well, I'm going to I got my, grab my guitar here. The uh, If you want to get a hold of us during the week, you know, if you're tuning in and you're online, Pastor Bob is in Dickinson, North Dakota. That's where I'm at. I don't want I can get you to a good church where you are you're at. If you live in Timbuktu, I don't want you flying here. But um the our next service in Dickinson is 7:30 Wednesday night. The address is 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. Friday mornings, we have a men's Bible study at 6 a.m., and it's open to the public. That's early, but it, you'll get you to work on time. And then, and that Bible study is led by a guy that's got a Ph.D. in research psychology. Cool. Huh? Sunday, <coughs> we have Sunday school at 10 o'clock. Now, I'm making an appeal here because I just finished up my basic Bible class, 21 lessons, and I'm starting brand new, lesson one, and I need some people to come. We have adult Bible classes for everybody else, too, and kids' classes for Sunday school. But at 10 o'clock, right at the entryway of the church, there's a room that I teach, and it's a basic Bible class, and I want you to come this Sunday, and we're going to do lesson one. So come and be there for all 21 lessons. And then at 11 o'clock is our worship service on Sundays. Next week, um, I'm not sure if I'm doing the program. I might have, I might have uh, Ben Simons do the program. Are you listening, Ben Simons? He's down in Minneapolis right now. Might have him do the program next week. Uh, Tuesday nights in Beach, the Beach Community Center at 7:30. Thursday nights in Bowman at 18 North Main, and also Thursday mornings in Bowman at 10:30 at that same address. All right, well, let's see here. I wanted to sing one more song about the prodigal son, but I don't think I will. I think I'll sing a different song instead. All right. Okay, Ben, this one's for you. So, the grace of God is him showing us what to do. He hath showed thee, O man, what is good and what to the Lord doth require of thee. He's shown it to us. The bottom line, what are you going to do about it? What is your excuse for not doing what he showed you tonight? You got, you, you know, I mean, what, 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 uh, when God shows you what to do, what, what's your next step? If you gave me half a reason, I would tell you what is true. But no matter how you listened, there's nothing I could do to make you see with more than just your mind. Till the day you stepped across the line. No explanation Can tell you what I've seen There's no way to paint a picture That can show you what I mean When I say I left The man I was behind 
Found another world Across the line You gotta take a step Across the line Let Jesus fill your heart and mind I can show you where to look But you gotta seek to find You gotta take a step Across the line An invitation Is the best that I could do To change your future till forever But the rest is up to you You can take his hand Or keep on going blind He waits for you Step across the line Jesus is waiting for you tonight Step across the line He's shown you what to do Gotta take a step Across the line Let Jesus fill your heart and mind Well I can show you where to look But you gotta seek to find You gotta take a step Across the line I'm encouraging you tonight to do that, to take that step across the line. Because the grace of God has been extended to you, and He has shown you what you need to do. Lord Jesus, tonight, I pray for those that are listening, whether it's part of the plan of salvation they haven't obeyed, or whether it's something else they're struggling with, God, and that you've been showing them what to do. I pray that you help them to see that it's your mercy that keeps talking to them, God, and we just pray that you will help them to respond, yes, before it's too late. We just pray in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. I'm going to play one of my favorite songs by the the evangelist Bill Farron tonight. Lord willing, either I'll be back next Sunday night at 8.06 Mountain Time, or Ben Simons will be doing the program, but either way, Hope to have you with us next week. God bless. The Lord will be returning very soon. Maybe evening, morning, or at noon. Not for the foolish virgins, but the wise Then recompense the world for all their lies The born-again believers will sing their triumph song Say la, it might not be too long Standing by Waiting for that trumpet in the sky Then the archangel will blow it loud 
together in the clouds. Even so, come, Lord Jesus, is what we ought to pray. Say, La, He might just come today. And trials for us to learn to cultivate a Christ-like attitude. Be holy unto Jesus, the bread of life, our food. We'll hear the words, thou good and faithful servant, enter in. Say, now your rest will now begin. Think about it before it gets too late. You better say lock, cause when it comes back, he won't wait. You better count the cost, there's one thing you can't buy. Won't be no tickets sold on eBay when we fly. Jesus is coming back, he's coming back real soon. Don't know just when it could be, morning, night, or noon. Is coming back as a thief in the night. Before he does, my friends, you better make things right. Fall of the clouds, we live on high. No more sickness, no more tears, we'll never have to die. The mystery of godliness is shown. The glory of the Father to us he's been made known. Forever we will praise Jesus throughout eternity. Selah, well that's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. Well that's what it means to me. Even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. Even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. You better make things right. You just might leave tonight. You better get rid of your sin. Allow the Holy Ghost to come in. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.